Good morning. It's February 28th. It's a rainy morning in New York City. Another warm day before the cold comes blowing in. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The Michigan primaries were yesterday, and Joe Biden won his with 81.1% of the vote, but took a beating from uncommitted, the ballot line chosen for protest vote against his support of the ongoing slaughter in Gaza. Overall, Uncommitted got 13.3% of the vote, or more than 100,000 ballots. In Wayne County, home of Dearborn and its large Arab population, Uncommitted won 17% of the vote. There is some extremely tedious discourse underway this morning about the relative treatment of Joe Biden's 81% share and Donald Trump's 68% share on the Republican side, and whose performance shows strength as opposed to showing vulnerability. It's true that Biden faced an explicit protest vote campaign, But it's also true, as Nikki Haley keeps on losing, that the point of voting for her in the Republican primary is to make an expressive anti-Trump gesture. So Nikki Haley and Uncommitted are basically the same person, except in Michigan, Uncommitted was running on an identifiable platform distinct from its opponent. On the front of this morning's New York Times, the lead news story is news. Something new, not just the latest update on some terrible ongoing situation in the world, but a brand new terrible thing complete with a super clean news lead. The Times writes, Cinnamon-flavored applesauce pouches sold in grocery and dollar stores last year poisoned hundreds of American children with extremely high doses of lead, leaving anxious parents to watch for signs of brain damage, developmental delays, and seizures. There it is, the news, swiftly followed in the next two paragraphs with analysis and the search for blame. The Food and Drug Administration, citing Ecuadorian investigators, said that a spice grinder was likely responsible for the contamination, and that the quick recall of 3 million applesauce pouches protected the food supply. But hundreds of pages of documents obtained by the New York Times and the nonprofit health newsroom The Examination, along with interviews with government and company officials in multiple countries, show that in the weeks and months before the recall, the tainted applesauce sailed through a series of checkpoints in a food safety system meant to protect American consumers. Just a solid, solid news story, pertinent and appalling, with the human dimensions of the actual lead-poisoning victims, included later on, but not stuffed into an anecdotal lead. Further over on page one, the sporadic hostilities between the U.S. and Iran seem to be calming down. It's another clean news lead. Iran has made a concerted effort to rein in militias in Iraq and Syria after the United States retaliated with a series of airstrikes for the killing of three U.S. Army reservists this month. It says, look at that. More relevant information delivered straight to the brain. In fact, everything above the fold does that. On the top left, a provocative comment by President Emmanuel Macron of France about the possibility of putting troops from NATO countries in Ukraine has prompted a warning from the Kremlin and hurried efforts by European leaders to distance themselves from the suggestion. News. Straight up news. In the newspaper. And then the threat of a government shutdown finally makes it to page one. Congressional leaders emerged from a meeting with President Biden on Tuesday, saying they were optimistic about averting a partial government shutdown at the end of the week, but remained short of a plan to do so before a Friday deadline. Speaker Mike Johnson, who is facing intense pressure from Mr. Biden, Democrats, and Senate Republicans to agree to a spending deal over the fierce objections of right-wing lawmakers in his ranks, suggested he might be ready to do so in coming days. Boom, there's your update. That's where we are on the government shutdown. But if you want something oblique from the morning front page, the Times obliges with a photograph of the budget meeting, or rather of the photographic opportunity staged around the budget meeting, a distinction that photographer Anna Rose Layden conveys by pulling back 
from the tableau of President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris sitting in armchairs flanking a fireplace, flanked in turn by Johnson and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on couches to include three dangling boom mics at the top of the frame, a long camera lens jutting blurrily up from the bottom right-hand corner, and the head, shoulders, hands, and camera of another photographer popping up from behind the right-hand couch at the reverse angle, apparently snapping a solo picture of Schumer. Using a photo opportunity as an opportunity to take a photo. Nice work by Anna Rose Layden. That is the news, plus some loud birds and jet planes sharing the morning through the open window of our studio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow.